Well, good afternoon, folk. It's great to be back again with you um, for another podcast with this um, brilliant station that, that we, we are broadcasting with Chats uh, Sapphire. Um, you need to actually visit them sometime because <clears throat> I can tell you they've got so many, so many really good podcasts. I've been back there again this uh, last week or so. I need to say conditions with my voice. So my voice might not be quite the way it should be today, but um, let's see how we go. I'm actually um, talking to you now, right? This, I'm under huge trees here next to the river in the, uh, in the Kruger National Park. So um, what better place to be to actually um, talk about some of our birds? Well, I'm going to actually talk about one of our birds because I think this one is just um, super to actually... Uh, it's a really typical... African bird, it's a magical bird. It screams the screams of Africa when you when you actually hear it um, calling. Uh, I'm talking about uh, the well-known African fish eagle, and uh, they are absolutely magnificent birds. I've seen quite a few today. In fact, I heard one just calling now, and I start talking to you about this thing. Um, they actually. You know, once once they hatch, these beautiful birds actually take about four to five years to actually start getting their beautiful colours that they have, which I will discuss to you just now. They're around about 65 centimetres long, and or tall, how you want to put it, <clears throat> and they weigh, uh, weigh roughly around about two and a half kgs. These beautiful uh, birds can actually be found in most of South Africa, but not in the northern regions of you know that sort of Western Cape. Um, they are really, really fantastic birds. They kind of stand out there. That um, If you're driving along, you see this startling white colour in a tree. And you put your glasses up there, you'll see these beautiful birds. They stand and um, roost in trees very close to the, um, you know, to the actual river itself. So, um, oh, he's getting blown up. Sorry about that. For some reason, my air conditioner came on. <laughs> These things happen when you're giving a podcast in the middle of the bush. Um, hopefully it's a bit quiet. I actually closed my window a little bit too because I was, you might have been hearing a bit of the, the little breeze blowing us. It's so beautiful here, really. Um, actually, you know, back to this uh, beautiful... I'm rambling a bit, as usual. But back to this beautiful bird. They have this most magnificent white chest. The female is slightly bigger than the male, and its chest is slightly bigger, uh, broader. But uh, they have this beautiful chestnut colour, brown going down their belly, uh, down to their legs. And um, they have like black, blackish wings. But the standalone thing is uh, they've got a beautiful like white, or oh, sorry, yellow face, a bare sort of skin face around their eyes. Um, and then the blacks here with a uh, you know, black beak. But um, the, the, <laughs> the most outstanding feature is their beautiful white chest that you see with this beautiful chestnut brown colour. They are, um, uh, the female is slightly, slightly bigger than the male. I just mentioned now they, they can weigh about two, 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 two and a half kg, but um, they've sort of been said that they're not true eagles, but in my eyes they are always been eagle, because the fact they don't have the feathers going all the way down to their toes, like in a true eagle fashion. But their sort of feathers end up sort of ankle or knee height, as it were, 
for obvious reasons. I mean, you know, they've got to dip into the water booze with most of the time they, they catch fish. That's their stable diet. They, they'll catch fish, but they also um, be known to hit flamingos and some birds on the side and also small mammals. And uh, they can actually catch up to about two to three kg fish. And as I said, yeah, the female is slightly bigger than the male. And um, once they sort of find each other, the male and the female, they, they call to each other, they'll call call each other the male. Sometimes they'll dive down on her and they'll she'll roll over and lift up her her claws, as it were. But uh, they won't engage in anything, but it's all part of the sort of coming together type situation. Once they've found each other, they will find a typical big tree very, very close, at least about 100 meters minimum or maximum 100 meters from the from the water where they can find it. And then they'll build um, their beautiful stick nests. They'll actually grab them, they'll break off branches with their feet. Uh, sometimes they'll pick them up off the ground. And then the female will actually line the nest with um, green feathers. I mean green feathers, <laughs> green leaves. So they'll, they'll have this nice big uh, nest together where they will um, sit and um, you know do the thing. Once the nest is finished, this is when they actually copulate. Um, I talk about that a lot, but that's what happens in the bird family. And then they will uh, lay about one to four eggs. Well, she will lay two one to four eggs, but they're very, very territorial. And the thing is, if you uh, watch them and um, they spot another eagle coming, they'll call out to listen, this is our territory. And if that eagle doesn't respond, then they will come up and escort it out of their um, territory. And it still doesn't. The female will actually come up and attack it from the bottom, grip its claws. And this is the the, the sad part about it, because they'll grip the claws and they'll come tumbling that earth. If they can, they'll try and release before the ground. But if not, they will hit the ground. And, and sometimes this causes death, either on one side or the other side. So that that in itself is is quite sad. But this is just the way of things in the in the wild. Once these birds have been, uh, or oh, the little chicks have been uh, born, they sort of, with no feathers initially, but I said earlier, if you remember in the beginning, I said it takes the juvenile at least four to five years to molt into their beautiful colors because they'll start off with a very dirty white and um, with a black head or black forehead. And they look astonishing like the Western Osprey. Um, and a lot of people might sort of um, see them and miss, uh, represent them and say, no, oh, yeah, well, I've just seen an Osprey. But in fact, uh, they got like dark brown eyes anyway, where the ospreys don't. So that'll be easy enough to to sort out. But you know, every time they molt, they'll molt a little bit. They, every time they molt their feathers, they'll change and then they'll change and they'll change until they get into this glorious, beautiful bird that we see in the forest and calling out all the time. Yeah, so let's just go back a step. When, once they... Um, have done their things and, and they're now ready to lay eggs. They'll, they'll lay, as I said, one to four eggs, but they'll lay in sort of uh, one to three days. Um, well, up to about three days in between the eggs. So you invariably find that one uh, chick will be born first and be a little bit stronger. And um, uh, they get very, very aggressive to the other chicks. And uh, when the other chicks are still young, they, they're fairly, um, you know, they can't defend themselves. But generally, around about seven weeks, uh, all the chicks that are remaining can defend themselves. So the aggression will actually um, 
slow down and then because of the fact that I said they can um, sort of defend themselves uh, with um, you know against the um, the sort of older chick as it were what I am going to do um, is let you know the one thing I did mention is the fact that they can pick up two to three kg fish. I mean, I battle to even catch one of the short to bring it in with a small rod, but then fishing rod. But then I have to be very, very lucky. So they, they're very strong. They can go quite deepish in the water when they pick up the fish, and then they'll pick it up on the on the fly. And that in itself is a beautiful shot. If you ever got a chance to sit around a fish eagle and there's a they're sitting watching and feeding times early in the morning. Um, and you, you'll wait and then they come they dive down when they dive and just get your camera ready and then they come th through on the water and, they, and they'll catch the fish from under the water carry it boom, boom, up to its uh, perch and then they'll proceed to um, sort of kill the fish and then feed it or take it straight to the nest but it's actually a fantastic um, fantastic uh, thing to watch and get into um, camera if you you know if, if you have got a very good camera. Um, what I am going to do now, I'm going to play the sound of this beautiful bird. So I'm going to end off this this uh, episode with the sound at the end. So I can leave you with that beautiful sound. It's, it's just fantastic. And so until next time, it's a slightly shorter one, I think, because of the fact that I am in the Kruger. And, um, and um, there's a lot of stuff I still need to do and can see. So if you ever get a chance, come here yourself to bird life. I mean, I've been here a day and a half, my count's already over 100 birds. So, I mean, it's fantastic. And I'm not just looking for birds, just that there's so many birds to come in and see here in the Kruger National Park. I have mentioned that before in one of my previous episodes when I was in the Kruger National Park. So anyway, here is the sound of the African fish eagle. Goodbye, folks, and happy birding.